0: And hello and welcome to the Threes on Fire podcast. Once again, along with Sedell Boyd and the returning Jonathan Eli, I am Irving Henderson. And we will kick today's show off with what is basically been a whirlwind week. If you are a Philadelphia Eagles fan or just if you follow the NFL in general, Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles finally pulled the trigger and traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a third round pick in the 2021 draft coming up and a conditional pick in next year's draft that could become a first rounder uh, if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps for the Colts or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs uh listen, I'm going to I'm going to hold off on what I really want to say about this trade because <laughs> I I am I, I'm I'm pretty fired up about this and Sedell, you know we've we've kind of touched on this subject a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh not only since the offseason began, but even during the season about everything Carson Wentz. now I know there's a lot of people saying, well, the Eagles had to make this move, and, you know, it was it was based around just a whole bunch of locker room stuff, and then he wasn't talking to Doug Peterson. Now, here's the part that, that baffles me. If you're telling me Carson Wentz wasn't talking to Doug Peterson, okay, but you fired Doug Peterson. So you took away half of the equation and then still felt the need to trade Carson Wentz, like again, I'll I'll, I'll get deeper in that uh, at some point, but just throwing the news out there: uh, Carson Wentz uh, back reunited with Frank Reich in Indianapolis, and the Eagles are going to become jeez, oh my goodness! It doesn't even look like they listen. It doesn't even look like they have any clear direction because uh, apparently Jalen Hurts who started the last four games of the season, is not even coming into this season guaranteed to be the starter. Uh, Now there are reports saying that the Eagles could possibly draft a quarterback with the sixth pick in the draft. I I don't know what's going on. And then capping off the Eagles news, uh, Deshaun Jackson gets released. I don't know why they brought him back in the first place. Like that's what he does. Like he makes a couple of good plays. He's on injured reserve. He comes back. He makes a good play. He's on injured reserve. Like uh,
1: you know what? i do it. You know what? Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Uh, if, if, uh, and it's it's been a it's been a real.
0: It's been a real bad week for Philly uh, when it comes to news and sports because it gets more depressing because uh, Philly's catcher JT Real Muto uh, will almost certainly miss spring training with a broken thumb. Uh, The injury is expected to keep him out for a month. And pitchers and catchers just reported to camp Wednesday. Like, they just got back, and apparently the injury happened before they got back for for training camp down in uh, Clearwater. Yes. But, oh, boy. We'll have some more positive news for you Philadelphia sports fans when we get to the NBA section. Sorry, John. Yeah. yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> um, listen, um, continuing with baseball news, uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we talked about the ridiculous – signing that the Dodgers made with Trevor Bauer and the amount of money that he's going to make. Well, the Padres said, hold my damn beer. They signed shortstop, uh, unwritten rule-breaking shortstop, Fernando Tatis, to hold on, listen, hold on to your seats, y'all. 14 years, $340 million extension. It is the third largest contract in MLB history. Uh, the deal runs all the way to 2035. Now, uh, for anybody out there who doesn't like that orange and blue wearing team that plays in Flushing, New York, uh, they will still be paying Bobby Bonilla with Fernando <laughs> Tatis Jr.'s this Boy, I, listen! I'm saying right now, I don't know who Bobby Benia's agent is or was, but he that—yo, man, that man is gonna be paid. <laughs> he wins <laughs> like, a medal. Listen, it's all. Like he's gonna be paid through eternity to do nothing, right? absolutely nothing.
2: Wow. On, go ahead. He said, "I need to do
1: <laughs> so." so the padres actually got the kid at a bargain because if you do the math it's mm-hmm. it's actually it's actually on the cheap end but they secured the kid cuz the kid's been balling out so why not just sign it just get it over with no believe me it was definitely a smart move to
0: lock him up like tatis junior yeah. to me is one of the top five players in the league right now. And yeah. I, I got to admit, I love this kid. I, lo- oh, yeah. I love this kid. Cause he doesn't care. You understand? No. One of the things, one of the things that people say about, uh, about baseball is it's too stodgy. And this is a kid that's out there. He's, he's tossing the bat. He's watching the ball fly when he hits home runs. He's swinging on three0 counts in a with a big lead hitting Grand Slams like this kid could be the face of baseball in a few years. Now yeah. I know I know I know uh, MLB Network just released their top 100 players and Mike Trout made that list again and for the life of me, I'm trying to figure out like I know trout is a good player but the angels don't win anything. The angels don't win anything. They, what, what if the angels won?
1: And then yeah. and then and then this begs the question: When he signed that deal, like there was a report saying that he wanted to come to Philadelphia to play for the Phillies, which will make make logical sense because he's the Eagles, you know, season ticket holder, and he's a hometown kid product, but. You're right. What have the Angels done in the last, I don't know how many years?
0: Well, it's been almost oh jeez, I'm it's been almost 20 years since they won since they won the World Series. I don't even I think they may have been in the uh ALCS once since then, 2009 they lost to the Yankees. But yeah, other they- than that, other than that, I mean They've had they've had big name guys along with trout. And the Angels just haven't done anything. And they're they're not in a like great division by any stretch of the imagination. The American League West, I mean, you have the Astros, but outside of the Astros, I mean, there's nobody else in the American League West that Should scare anybody—not the Rangers, not the A's, and certainly not the Mariners. So I don't know why I don't know why the Angels haven't done more uh, with a guy like Mike Trout. Uh, It just it just baffles the mind sometimes. But uh, moving on once again to the NCAA top twenty-five rankings for the week, the top four remain unchanged from last week as Gonzaga comes in at number one. Baylor is number two, Michigan number three, and Ohio State number four. Kind of odd to see football schools, Michigan and Ohio State, three and four in a college basketball ranking. Uh, Illinois comes in at number five. Uh, We're going to have some slight movement again uh, within the week. Uh, Houston came in at number six, but they lost to Wichita State who was unranked, and Wichita State has now uh, placed themselves on the bubble, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Virginia is number seven, but they lost to Florida State. Florida State is ranked within the top 25, however. Uh, Alabama's number eight. Oklahoma's number nine. Villanova uh, comes in at number 10. Uh, Iowa, Texas, West Virginia, Creighton, Texas Tech, Florida State, USC, Virginia Tech, Tennessee, uh, and Missouri round out the rest of the top twenty. However, Missouri lost to Georgia, and the final five were Wisconsin, who mm-hmm. lost to Iowa, Loyola, Chicago,
1: oh god, Loyola <laughs> Chicago,
0: Kansas, <laughs> Kansas, Arkansas, and San Diego State uh, round out the remainder of the top twenty-five. Oklahoma State, Purdue, and Rutgers who were in last week, are out. And speaking of, ESPN's Joe Linardi, uh, the top bracketology guy in the business, uh, has listed his projections for this year's tournament. Right now, he has Gonzaga as the overall top seed, and why not? They are undefeated. Um, as it stands right now, he has Indiana, Xavier, Drake, North Carolina, Maryland, Minnesota, St. Bonaventure, and Stanford getting in. And on the bubble but not getting in, uh, he has UConn, Colorado State, St. Louis, Utah State, St. John's, Ole Miss, Syracuse, and SMU. And if you guys out there are really into college basketball, you got to know that these next couple of weeks – Things can shift from one way to a, to another with teams who you probably didn't think should get in going on a run and and making it so. Sedel, keep your fingers crossed, man. There is hope for your Duke Blue Devils yet, man. And you guys, you guys get Virginia Saturday night, uh, eight o'clock on ESPN. If you're interested in uh, watching Duke uh, flame out. Continually this year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Put your jokes out now. Oh, no, man. I'm kicking kicking y'all while y'all down. Yes, yes, I am. I'm definitely kicking y'all while y'all down. Uh, uh, Anyway, uh, finally, uh, in the Australian Open tennis tournament, uh, the other day, Naomi Osaka defeated Serena Williams in straight sets. Uh, That was the. Semifinal matchup. Uh, she is now three and two versus Serena in her career, and Serena Williams remains stuck on twenty-three Grand Slam titles, still one from tying Margaret Court for the most all time. Osaka would go on to win the entire tournament, beating Jennifer Brady uh, in straight sets to win her fourth career Grand Slam. Naomi Osaka is now 4-0 in Grand Slam final matches. And, Sedel, you had Naomi Osaka as one of your uh, top stories from last
2: year. Yeah, I did. And uh it seems like she's continuing on with uh, building her new legacy.
0: Listen, uh, someone someone was going to step up and and take the crown, so to speak, from Serena yeah. Williams now. Serena's still kind of at the top of her game, but you can see that the decline is right there. Like yeah. the 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 trend is now starting to go downward for Serena Williams, and this is the perfect time for a fresh face like Naomi Osaka to step up and fill that void. Because what Serena is what thirty eight now. Um. I believe so. This about 30. 38 now. Yeah. 37, yeah. 38, around that age range. So, yeah, yeah. Um, Naomi Osaka about to become the new face of women's tennis. All right, well, listen, um, we have a debate for you guys on deck as we try to figure out which NBA draft class was better, 1996 or 2003. You guys, sit tuned. You are listening to the Threes on Fire podcast, and we'll be right back. All right, we're back with Threes on Fire podcast, uh, fellas. Um, now, we usually have a whole bunch of you know random things here in this middle segment, and uh, this will be the first time uh, in a while uh Siddell, since we've had like an actual debate um subject. I think you gotta go all the way back to our first episode when we talked about uh whether or not LeBron could be considered the goat right so um. I think, John, you had brought it up this week about uh, the draft classes from 1996 and 2003 and yeah. which of those draft classes were better, right? Now, I, before we even get into that, right, before we even get into that, I think that there was a part of me that wanted to bring 1984 into the conversation, but then I looked at it and said, no, it wouldn't be fair.
1: No, it really because wasn't. I, no, I think, I think we
0: can objectively agree that 4 is possibly the best NBA draft class of all time. When, especially when you look at the resumes of those guys.
1: Yeah, because that's a... Like, there's a lot of... A lot of talent and a lot of... A lot of great players that came out of that uh, that particular draft, mm-hmm. and and not even saying the top five picks. If you go down a little bit further, you got Stockton, Kevin go Willis, ahead. Otis Thorpe, Jerome Kersey, Rick Carlisle was actually in that draft.
2: As yeah, crazy
0: the- as. Uh, uh, way 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 late round pick like there used to be like a bunch of <laughs> rounds in the NBA draft for some odd reason
1: yeah so I checked I uh, believe that that draft went either 8 or 10 rounds why I <laughs> why I have no idea
0: God. this isn't the NFL you don't <laughs> need 8, nine, ten rounds for the
2: NBA like why <laughs> I have no idea. I guess you could rehaul your whole roster <laughs> in a draft <laughs> back then. Like, <laughs> these guys
0: are gonna like, first of all, if, if we're talking NBA, right, by the time you pick a dude in the fourth round, like, he's not playing. Right. He's not playing. You might as well have just drafted him to Acme to be a baggage man at the, the damn deli counter. Like, <laughs> he's not going to play. He's not playing. Like, where, where, where's he going to fit in on the roster, man? Like I'm, I never understood why the NBA has so many rounds back then. Uh, first of all, it wasn't that many teams to begin with. Free no. agency wasn't that big of a thing. So players were pretty much there. Like, right. Why are you drafting eight, nine guys? Like <laughs> it's not like they had a minor league system or anything like that. Like, but anyway, so uh, before we get into the, the debate here, uh, I want to start by looking at the top five picks from each. And I'll start with 96. And the number one pick <laughs> to the Philadelphia 76ers, and they took Allen Iverson. Now, I shouldn't really have to give you Allen Iverson's resume, but uh, league MVP – 11-time All-Star. He was a two-time All-Star MVP. He also led the league in scoring four times. He was the 1996 Rookie of the Year, and he is in the Basketball Hall of Fame. The number one pick of the 2003 draft really needs no introduction at all. It was LeBron James. LeBron just hit the 35,000-point mark. Uh... Uh, He's just obviously been the best player of this generation. Yes.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: The number two pick in the 1996 draft, Marcus Campbell to the Toronto Raptors. The number two pick of the 2003 draft was, oh boy, Darko (laughs) (laughs) Militant.
2: Bomb. Infamous Darko (gasps) (laughs) Militant. Oh, yeah. Oh, we'll we'll
0: definitely get into that because Darko is gonna take the grade of 2003 all the way down. Drops <laughs> now. The 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 only ironic thing out of all of this, right? Of everyone in the 2003 draft class, Darko was the first one to get a ring.
2: <laughs> right. I
1: That's mean, crazy as that sounds. He didn't contribute.
0: He didn't do anything. But, you know, he 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 was the first one to win the championship.
2: Listen, man, he kept the Gatorade fresh. (laughs) (laughs) Fresh fresh (laughs) fresh towels. He kept kept Ben Wallace's seat warm. Yeah.
1: (laughs) He was all he he could do.
2: He was bringing Rashid cheese steaks straight from Philly. He was driving back and forth, I heard, man. Don't ever undermine that yeah. man's contributions. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. All
1: right. He came on the court. All right. I'll say it that way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh, uh, i did lost my place. Uh, my <laughs> the, number no,
0: I <laughs> <laughs> the number three pick in 96 uh, was Sharif Abdur Rahim. He went to the Grizzlies uh, pick in 2003 was Carmelo Anthony. He went to the Nuggets. Four in 1996 was Stefan Marbury. He was drafted by the Milwaukee Bucks. I'll get to that in a minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, the number four pick in two thousand three was Chris Bosh. The number five pick in nineteen ninety six was Ray Allen. Ray Allen was drafted by the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves and the Bucks swapped Swap. Uh, Swap. players. Swap. Ray Allen went to Milwaukee. Stephon Marbury went to Minnesota. And number five in two thousand three was Dwayne Wade. Now, I think where. Everything is going to start to change when we have this debate on how good these draft classes were. If you look at the top five, I will tell you right now, the top five is just about even. I mean, now, Darko obviously is the big knock for 2003. And I look at 96, and you would want to say Marcus Canby maybe – but looking it up, Marcus Canby actually won a Defensive Player of the Year award.
2: Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, he did. So
0: even if even if I gave, you know, even if I called it kind of even but slightly went to 96, the remainder of this draft clearly swings all the way in the favor of 1996. And it Absolutely. swings in favor of 1996. Thanks to one pick, and that is the 13th pick in the draft, which went to the Charlotte Hornets, and they drafted Kobe Bryant. Yep. Now, I still to this day wonder what the hell were the Hornets thinking about? What are you, Vladi Devets? <laughs> <Vlade. laughs> You valued Vlade that much that you traded this kid? Now, now, I guess what the argument will be is nobody knew that he would turn into this great player. Nobody knew that, right? And yeah. to a point, okay, and also with, with Kobe going to the Lakers, he didn't have any expectations to have to play and be a superstar immediately because the Lakers still had Eddie Jones. Right. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that uh, Kobe talked about was he learned a lot from Eddie Jones. And, you know, he had he had his work ethic and everything, but he said he watched how Eddie Jones went about his business and understood that it had to be hard for Eddie Jones to know I'm basically grooming this kid to take my spot. But he did it. And Kobe becomes, you know, obviously the best player of his generation. I was looking for notable guys in two thousand three. Once I got out of the top five, and you can't find anything. I'm I'm wow, wow. Uh,
1: so if we go through, or right? Who you got? Like, what you got after that? Well, well. Ninety six was so ridiculously after the top five because now you're talking about Antoine Walker. Mm-hmm. You brought up Kobe, Kajis Stojakovic, Yup, Nash, Jermaine yeah. O'Neal, Derrick, mm-hmm. and Elgaskis. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah, and Antoine Walker.
0: Yeah, I'll 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 get to the stats on that too. Um, I think but ben Wallace uh, was drafted in
2: 1996 too. No, no.
0: Here's the thing: Ben Wallace was undrafted.
2: Oh, he was undrafted. Ben uh, Wallace was undrafted. Yeah, I thought man, he was second round pick. I knew no, came out that
0: year. No, he he was. He, here's here's the guy okay. undrafted, four time All Star, four time Defensive Player of the Year. Right. I mean, now, I looked at 2003, uh, David West, Josh Howard, Mo Williams, and Kyle Corver were the standout names that, you know, popped up as I went further down the list. But I don't think those, like, once you bring up Kobe Bryant and Steve Nash, I mean, it's a rat. (laughs) It's a rat. That's it. I mean, I'm looking at it, and 96 has three MVPs. 10 yeah. all-stars, eight all NBA teams, three all defensive first teams, two defensive players of the year, and I didn't even bring up the fact that 96 also has Derek Fisher, a five time champion.
2: Yeah. Right. And uh, <laughs> even for uh Stefan Marbury, he's uh in China League, he's the GOAT. So <laughs> oh yeah. Oh he's man, the, he's the goat of a whole
0: nother league. He went over there, man. They love him over there. Marbury is Marbury is Michael Jordan over there in China. Starberry,
1: Starberry. yo, they, yeah. yo,
0: they, they love him over there.
1: Oh yeah, like they definitely.
0: They, they, he, he has a museum. He has multiple statues. They did a movie on his life. Like yo, I, I've never seen anything like that before. I can't think of any any sport where an American player went to another country and just became an icon. Like, he didn't just go over there and play. Like, there have been plenty of American basketball players who have gone overseas to play. Yep. But none ever reached, like, that kind of status in a country where – when you think of basketball, like right, he is who they will think of first, right? That right. man, you know what? And yeah, I got it. I got to yeah. give credit to Marbury for that as well. Yeah. But um, looking at two thousand three, I mean, nine All Stars, an MVP, one Most Improved Player Award, one Sixth Man of the Year Award winner, and ten guys from that draft were champions. Yeah. So now the debate, uh, we'll leave that up to you guys, but I'll say this. I think that if we're comparing the guys who went number one, as hard as it may be for me to actually have to say it as a guy who loves Allen Iverson, obviously LeBron James will get the nod. He'll get the knot. And I think if you look at the top five, again, if you look at the top five of each each draft class, it swings slightly towards 96, but that's off of the strength of Darko Milicic, right? Right. Once you get out the top five, it's all 96. All. Like, I don't think there's anybody past the top five that I would say – comes close to these guys from ninety six, especially when you talk about Kobe, Steve Nash, uh, you brought up Paige Stoyakovich. Derek Fisher's a starting point guard on multiple championship teams. I, I, yeah. I I
1: don't even if there was even I don't, I don't even see it if, now. If there was even Kerry Kittles in that ninety six draft and Eric Dampier.
0: Yeah, well, Kittles Kittle's was more of a, a serviceable yeah. vet. You yeah. know, he was a serviceable vet. He wasn't, you know, he right. was never, like, all-star level, which is surprising because I thought Kittles yeah. would have been a much better player than that.
1: Yeah, because if you go down to the 2003 draft, you go Chris Kamen, Heinrich, Collison, Boris DL, uh, Barbosa, mm-hmm. Luke Walt. Luke Walton was in that draft.
0: Oh, yo, man, come on, man! You can't be throwing, you can't be throwing names like Luke Walton out there, man. Like, come on, man! I let, I let, listen, man! I let you live when you brought up Leandro Barbosa, man. You can't be throwing Luke Walton name out there like that, man. Like, come on now, cut, cut that, cut that shit out, man. (laughs) All right, but but here's here's the here's the one thing though, and, and. now I know I'm about, to, I'm about to head into a territory that's going to, like, ruffle some feathers, right? Uh-huh. I'm looking at the top five of 96, right? If I'm not mistaken, none of the guys in the top five played with each other.
1: Uh-huh. I
0: think maybe, maybe Marbury and Camby did later in their careers, but that might be it. And I'm just talking top five,
2: right? I'm just talking top five, right? Kobe and Nash. Oh, no, you said top five. You're the right. top five, yeah. Uh, mm. No, Marbury and Canby yeah. in New
0: York. I think I think Marbury and Canby played in New York together for a little while.
1: Right. Uh, what's I, I, Was he the Nuggets with Iverson?
2: Part of who? You said the Nuggets? Nuggets? Was he on the Nuggets with AI and Melo? He might have been. Uh, Ooh,
0: possibly. Okay, that's so may, and maybe AI, nice. maybe AI can be right. Maybe right. so. Maybe yeah. can be played with AI and Stephon Marbury. But you know what didn't happen? Three of these guys didn't form a super team.
1: No, right. <laughs> they did you not. Know?
0: And I'm looking at it, and I'm telling you right now, uh, Ray Allen. Obviously he got one of his championships with LeBron, but uh if Chris Bosch doesn't team up with LeBron and Dwayne Wade, he has no championships
2: no no
0: he's Absolutely just a you know he's just a okay dude that played in Toronto yeah now I'm not again I'm not knocking the move those guys are free agents they were free to do whatever it was that they wanted to do. I think it definitely uh, changed the dynamic of the NBA, and that's definitely a topic I want to get into at some point. But I just think if we're, if we're being objective here, again, top five, maybe there's some comparison between the two draft classes. But overall, if we were putting a team together, overall, 96 is going to beat 2003. What yeah, if if we were wrong. if we were if we were having a seven game series, ninety six wins in five.
2: But yeah, I'll leave it. Listen, I say, say six. You say yeah, six? Yeah, I think I think two thousand three could get two games. Uh, listen, man, I'm gonna tell you why I say five.
0: Okay, and the reason why I say five is, I think if you get. This '96 team. Now we're talking at that point in their careers, okay? Or even if we're talking overall, right? Give me all of these guys at their prime, right? Yeah. Who you, on two? Who on? Who on two thousand three is gonna stop Kobe once he gets going?
1: There isn't, any, there isn't anybody. There isn't anybody.
0: First of all, and then and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let's say, let's say Kobe's having an off night, right? They still have Ray Allen. Do 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 people remember how athletic Ray Allen was? Like, I know everybody remembers Ray Allen, the shooter, right? I remember Ray Allen, the dude that could slash to the basket and dunk on your ass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Was it reality? The dunk contest? Yes, uh-huh. one of the yeah, worst sure. dunk
0: contests of all time. Let's not yeah, talk sure. about that. <laughs> 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 let's let's not talk about the '97 dunk contest. That was yeah, it was kind of it was weird. You understand? You understand that they Wait. cut the dunk contest after that one for a couple of years? Right.
2: Yeah, I'm
1: just saying that.
2: But he yeah, he was to come to compete in one. Right.
1: As, as, as I as mean, fact, he was, as a matter of fact. He was in a movie before anybody in 2003 draft, right? Who was? Ray. Ray. Ray? Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Shuttlesworth.
0: He, yeah. He got game came out, what, 99, 98, 99, something like that? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Quick little thing. Do you know he wasn't the first person they approached to play Jesus Shuttlesworth?
2: Oh, that's crazy. Who was
1: it? Was it? Kobe, wasn't it? It was Kobe. Oh, it yeah. was Kobe. Kobe
0: said, "Nah, I'm be working out this off season. Can't do it." And then they approached Ray Allen, of course, in, in of course. Kobe
2: fashion. He's too busy <laughs> training. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh. All right. So, though.
0: so, so here's here's what here's what we'll do. We'll leave it up to I
2: you mean, guys. You, you said, you said. I mean, you can't act like Wade is chopped liver. Like you said, who go stop Kobe once he get going? Mm-hmm. Who going Who goes stop? 2006 finals wait when he get going <laughs> oh be- oh believe me believe me believe me
0: i think if if we're talking like offensive battles right i think if we're talking if we're strictly talking offensive battles i think it's going to be a very good offensive show right yeah oh yeah but 2003 yeah. doesn't have the shooting range of 96 I got, listen, you got two of the best shooters, uh, you got two of the best shooters uh, in the history of the NBA on the 96 team with Ray Allen and Paige Stojakovic.
1: Yeah. And then you got Iverson.
0: And then you got Iverson, listen, then you got Iverson with his, no, no, listen, watch this. You got Iverson and his ability to get to the rack, right? You got Nash and his ability to shoot and make passes. You have, and and, and and not to mention, you have, you have Ben Wallace. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. You have Ben Wallace.
0: <laughs> Chris Bosh,
2: Chris Bosh ain't doing shit with Ben Wallace. I think that's the main key. I think that's the main key out of all of this. <laughs> ben Wallace and, and freaking probably uh, Marcus, Marcus Camby. Marcus Camby, yeah. Those, with, with with those two protecting the rim. It's, mm-hmm. Uh, Locked, locked down in the paint. Listen, and and, and make and no mistake. Yeah, and even Jermaine yeah, Jermaine
0: O'Neal. Yeah, and 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 here's the thing. Even even a guy like uh, Sharif Abdul-Rahim, I think Sharif Abdul-Rahim is one of those guys who he played in the wrong era. You know what I'm saying? Like Andrew. he he came Andrew. he came along a little bit too early. Like but what his game is more suited for today's NBA. Right. And with all of the, you know, with all of the dynamic players that were around during his era, he got lost in the shuffle. Sharif Abdul Rahim was pretty damn good. He was. Yeah. He's a good player. So listen, we'll leave the rest of this debate up to you guys. listening. Uh, who did you think was better? 96 or 2003 uh, feel free to leave anything in the comment section on your picks and we will be right back with our final topic as we discuss the NBA and last night's scores and some other stuff as well you are listening to the threes on fire podcast <laughs> all right we're back with the threes on fire podcast uh closing it out with the nba uh before we get into that um i cannot believe i actually missed it in the opening segment um want to send uh, our condolences to the family of Vincent Jackson, a former NFL wide receiver with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and San Diego Chargers, uh, who passed away this week uh, down in Florida. Beyond some suspect circumstances, the details have yet to be uh, announced or anything like that. 38 years old. Um, Ryan Leaf uh, came out and had I guess this web chat where he said basically the NFL is not doing enough to make sure their former players mental health stability is you know being taken care of I really think that all of the major sports but in particular sport like football where you're hearing so much of the CTE and just the the amount of issues that these former players are having when their careers are over, you know, the league needs to do something to help better take care of these guys. I think sometimes as fans, we don't realize just how much these guys go through all to play a kid's game, basically. So, yeah, uh, Pretty pretty sad news there. And it's gonna be even tougher now to segue into uh discussing the National Basketball Association. And as usual, we will run down the scores from Friday night. Uh yeah. it was Orlando Magic over the Golden State Warriors 124 to 120. Uh Denver over Cleveland, 120-103. to 103. Jamal Murray had 50 points in this game. No free throws. First time in NBA history that's ever happened. That's uh, Jokic had a triple-double for the Nuggets as well. That was Cleveland's ninth straight loss. Uh, the Boston Celtics took out the Atlanta Hawks, 121-109. to 109. Grizzlies over the Pistons, 109-95. The Pistons... Uh, pretty much have told Blake Griffin to go to his room until they figure something out. Uh, they expect that he will either be traded or released or bought out or whatever within the next few days. Uh, was the Bucks over the Thunder ninety-eight to eighty-five? The Raptors over the Timberwolves eighty-six to eighty-one. The Clippers. Ending the Utah Jazz nine game winning streak, beating them 116 to 112. The New Orleans Pelicans went into the fourth quarter in their game against the Phoenix Suns, up 102 to 91. They blew an 11 point lead in four minutes. They were outscored in the fourth quarter, 41 to 12. It was the largest win for a team that was down by double digits going into the fourth as the Suns. Wow. 132 to 114 over the Pelicans. And I had to save the best for last. John, come on. Sing it with me, buddy. Clap your hands, everybody. <laughs> it was the Philadelphia 76ers over the Chicago Bulls 112 to 105. Joel Embiid, a career high 50 points to go along with 17 rebounds.
1: <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. uh, you want be- you got so you guys didn't have Ben Simmons and we clearly didn't have Otto and Laurie but that's no excuse the Bulls (laughs) actually did play rather well under the circumstances but there was nobody to stop Embiid like our tallest guy is Wendell Carter Jr. and he had a he had a decent night but then you, you put Thaddeus Young on Embiid that's just child abuse can't do that
2: yeah, they, they just started trying anything at some point. No, look, at some, <laughs> they was, point, they desperate.
0: At some point you just got to throw it at the wall and see what sticks. And, it, I mean, I don't think they, – they don't have anybody on their roster that was going to be able to stop
2: and be last night. No. I'm no. surprised they didn't run harder double teams, like like immediate yeah. double teams, like off-the-ball no. double teams. <laughs> <laughs> then,
1: and then the florist was having a problem with uh, guarding Tobias Harris, which, which is why they <laughs> not <it meant> that.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> why why problems? problems.
0: Oh man, the florist, man! Like, come on now.
1: But but Zach Levine should be an All Star. And if yeah, it wasn't
2: clear, I'll we'll see. Fixer. But I mean. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it don't start with Sixers. <laughs> and,
0: and, John, I just want you to know, man. Just like I told Sedell, man, this is a safe space for you, buddy. You can, you know, yeah, you I know come there, and and we got you, man. You you know, just we're, we're a support group, man. <laughs> 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 oh man, listen. Uh, Thursday night, the Nets defeated the Lakers one hundred nine to ninety eight. But in that game, uh, as I spoke about in our uh, draft class discussion uh, LeBron James became just the third player in NBA history to pass the 35,000 point mark joining Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Karl Malone on that list and speaking of the Nets don't look now they are heating up right now they are currently on a five-game winning streak and have vaulted to a game and a half behind the Sixers for first in the Eastern Conference Sunday night, the Nets will remain in Los Angeles and play the Clippers 8 p.m. on ESPN. Uh, The Lakers, on the other hand, Saturday night, they face the Miami Heat in a rematch of last year's finals in Saturday night ABC primetime game. Currently, the Miami Heat are 12 and 17, and they are tied for ninth in the Eastern Conference, a game and a half behind the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Spurs and Knicks game from Friday night was postponed due to COVID protocols. Excuse me, the Spurs and Knicks game Saturday night has been postponed due to COVID protocols, and the Houston Rockets have had two games postponed thanks to t- due thanks to the weather problems going on down there in Texas. And, uh, yeah, just want to send our thoughts and well wishes out to the people down there in Texas. Not you, Ted Cruz. Not getting political, but, yeah, not you, buddy. (laughs) Way to to leave your people hanging out the dry, hanging out on a beach in Cancun while people are freezing their asses off. You idiot. Uh, And finally... uh, (laughs) The second half of the schedule uh, of the uh, season uh, should be released within a few days. You can expect that any of the postponed games from the first half will be made up in the second. The Memphis Grizzlies, oh boy, they will have to play 42 games in the next half. Uh, The league is hoping to not have to push the playoffs back in order to avoid running into the Olympics, which begin on July 21st. All right, fellas, you know what time it is. It's time for our Power Rankings. Uh, Sadell, kick us off this week. Who do you have at number 10? Warriors. Wow, I have the Nuggets at number 10. John, who you got?
1: I also have the Denver Nuggets.
0: All right, John, who's your number
1: nine? Number nine will actually be the Golden State Warriors.
0: (laughs) Raptors. I have the Spurs at number 9. Oh, uh the Warriors dropped out of my my top 10 this week uh because they lost to uh, Orlando last night.
2: <laughs> yeah, I had I I was, I was I had them. to drop them out too, like.
0: Yeah, I had them I had them in my top 10. They lost to Orlando. I said, "Nope, you're out of here." <laughs> uh, my number 8 this week is the Milwaukee Bucks. Tell so, who's your number 8?
2: Uh, The Clippers. Uh, Speaking of the Bucks, the Bucks have dropped out of my top 10. Wow. Yeah. John, who's your number eight?
1: I have the Phoenix Suns.
0: Wait a second. Sadell, did you just say you have the Clippers at number eight? That's what I said. Oh, I can't wait to see the rest of your list. Go ahead and give me your number
2: seven. Who, me? Yeah, yes, you. Oh, seven. (laughs) For seven, I got the Spurs. Uh, I have the
0: Suns seventh. John, who you got?
1: Spurs at seven.
0: Okay, who's your six, John? Oh, Oh, that's real quick. Oh, I was
2: Mm -hmm. gonna say real quick. How the Spurs? It's like they pulling magic tricks off their hat. Like, (laughs) oh man, it's Popovich, man, Popovich. It's Popovich. Popovich. (laughs) Popovich. (laughs) Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's all coaching. All right. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, Uh, I interrupted. What did you say your uh, number six was again, John?
1: Uh, Blazers.
2: Uh, uh, I
0: who you got? No, you first, Irv. Go ahead. Oh, I got I got the Blazers at number six. I have the Lakers at number six. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, my number five are the Nets. Sedell, you got Sixers. Ooh, John, who's your number 5
1: Could you say, Irv?
0: I have the Nets.
1: I agree. I got the Nets at All five. Right.
0: Siddele, who's your four? The Suns. <clears throat> mm. I have the Sixers fourth. Well. John? Eight.
1: I have the Clippers at four.
0: Mm. All right. Who's your three?
1: You're Philadelphia 76ers.
0: Sadell? I have the Blazers. I have the Lakers at number three. Um, I have the Clippers at number two.
2: What? I have the Nets at number two. Ooh. Okay, it's been a strong week for the Nets. <laughs> all right, John, who's your number two?
1: I still got the Lakers at my two. All
2: you right. So they they once again,
1: them.
0: so once again, we all <laughs> still have the Jazz number one, right? Yeah. For now. All right. Now, see, this was this was a weird week, though. Yeah,
1: it was. this it was a weird
0: week. Like, I mean, yeah, the Nets are getting hot. the The Nets are definitely getting hot, and and I, I see. So now I see. I see your logic in, in in the way that you have your top ten. Like you're going off of the week that they had. I also played the way I had teams in last week, and I I, I jumped the Nets up a couple of spots. I didn't see the Sixers taking any losses that would have me drop them from number four. I mean, who were the Sixers' recent losses to? Uh,
2: jazz. What they to? The, the Jazz. The Jazz. All right, well, the Jazz right. is number one, so that's, that's – Right. Whatever. Um, the Blazers. Blazers. The Blazers. Right. That's, that's the one. That's the one. Right. That, and the Suns, that, right? The Suns, yep. But, but, it was, it was so, losing look, to the it was losing to the Blazers without Dame that that stuck a, uh, <laughs> it kinda, so, it's, like so a it's like a punch to the gut for me and I like, it's like I gotta drop them for that man they gotta you gotta beat the Blazers if they don't have Dame or CJ
1: they
2: had Carmelo yeah,
1: out there man, I'm, Carmelo I'm was ha- Carmelo was having a you know a different
2: flashback. Back.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it, but the, the way I'm looking,
0: at it, I'm looking at the teams that I have in the top ten, and they lost to teams that were inside the top ten. And I still think right now they're better than the Nets. I I, I do. I I still think the Sixers right now are better than the Nets. They hit a they hit a bit of a rough patch. No Embiid one night, and then no Simmons uh the last two because. Uh, he's sick, right? Right. So I really was like, I didn't see them. I didn't see them dropping. Now the bigger debate that I had this week was whether or not I would put the Blazers above the Nets, and I thought that the Nets, being on a five-game winning streak and beating the Lakers the way that they did Thursday night was yeah. enough for me to jump them up and vault them over the Blazers because the only teams on my list that did not move at all, I still had the Jazz number one, I still had the Sixers number four, I still had the Blazers six, and I still had the Spurs ninth. Other than that, everybody else moved around, and I just flip-flopped the Lakers and the Clippers. Mm, let me take a look at
2: that. I was going to also say... For the Sixers, the fact that the Suns beat us because I was debating on putting the Sixers fourth and the Suns fifth, but the Suns right. beat us, so the Suns and the Blazers beat us. So mm-hmm. that's that's what yeah. did that for me. No, that's
0: why I I get the I get the the rationale behind. Okay, the Sixers had a rough week and it'd be hard yeah. pressed to you know put the teams that beat the Sixers and keep them below them, given what happened. I, I Like I said, I, I, I understood the logic
2: of it. Right, right.
0: I, I just disagree with you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, can
1: I also mention that Dame Lillard is getting no respect whatsoever? Mm. Why you say that? Because he should have been starting in the All-Star game.
2: Where? You have, Where was he going to start? That's Luca. Uh, Over Luca. Over Luca. Right. See, are, the man's trash. Right. I know I know Luca got the popular vote. He, he, now, you know what? And, and
0: you know what? Ah, that's what I forgot to put in my notes. I forgot to do the all-star starters. I'll actually wait until the reserves are announced and then I'll give out the full all-star rosters. Oh, and they better not play no damn all-star game.
2: Nah, it's not.
0: not. Like, thank you. Make the announcements. Don't play this damn game. But here's the thing about the All Star votes. It's a popularity thing. It's 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 pure popularity. So obviously, Luca was going to get the votes. You know that. You know you listen. I mean, Luca's popular internationally. Right.
2: That's the, that's the, yeah.
0: so you you, you know the, the, fan, the fan vote is going to swing in his direction right. no matter what. I mean, but that's that's what happens when you leave the starting vote up to the fans. The fans are going to pick whoever it is that they want whether it's a deserving player or not. It's not the first time we've seen undeserving players be starters in the All-Star game and you scratching your head like who voted for this guy?
2: Right, (laughs) the
1: fans did. Yeah. Oh, Irv. uh, Um. Side note. Uh, the the, uh, Flyers and Sixers have submitted. Uh, I guess to their, uh, um, respectable leagues, for five thousand fans in the arenas by next month.
0: Oh, now see, let me. Okay, now here's my thing. Uh, I don't know if I'm comfortable yet with that. I don't know. If, I mean, indoors. I don't know if I'm comfortable yet. Now, I think that uh, when baseball returns and it's outside, I, I'm more inclined to to want to go to Citizens Bank Park than I am to want to sit at the Wells Fargo Center because that might be a damn petri dish, man. And yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Uh, how, like,
2: how many people do does the Wells Fargo hold? About twenty. Uh, yeah, about twenty thousand. Yeah, about twenty. So you about? So you talking about twenty five percent capacity? Yeah, uh, I think this. Yeah. Mm, nah. Yeah. Well, it'll <laughs> happen. Think- like, here's the thing: it'll happen. They'll they'll <laughs> allow it. Yeah, they they'll probably allow it. I, I mean, I'm just thinking more like, <laughs> that's too much. That's too yeah. Uh, that's, that's too, too many pervasive. people.
1: Man. Yeah. You know, well. The problem it's is too many people close but the problem is if they go to major League Baseball, the indoor parks that they have won't be allowing fans, but most of them I believe you have Toronto's team and then you have uh pretty much both the Florida teams all have the indoor parks. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but see, here's the here's the here, Well, uh, so does Seattle and yeah. Houston,
2: but, yeah, and, and
0: Arizona. Well, damn, Arizona and Milwaukee. But the difference is, um, the Rays don't have a retractable roof, right? Every, everyone else can open their 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 uh domes right. and it can become an outdoor venue. Right. So Ooh. they may get a little more leeway than Tampa with well then again, never mind. It's Florida. Florida is its own place. Yeah. Uh, I don't even yeah. Yeah, it, yeah,
1: they're,
0: yeah they're, this is Florida is technically a part of the United States. Florida is its own country, man. <laughs> 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 like, like seriously. But I, I think um yeah, I think I think that major league baseball will have it easier when it comes to allowing fans in because it's an outdoor venue. Like if you remember with the restrictions that they had as far as dining, they wanted to put everybody outside. So outdoor dining was allowed. So I think that they're going to have a lot more leeway than say the NBA and NHL, as far as these arenas are concerned.
2: Right?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. All
0: right. Uh, anybody else got any more tidbits before we get out of here?
2: Uh we ain't talking about MVPs. Oh yeah. Yeah we didn't talk about MVPs. Well I will tell you right let now. Me, I, 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 go let ahead. Me you, let me give you my short list of uh, okay. Uh I got uh Joel and B number one LeBron number two. Dame hey somebody's mic
1: is
0: who scratched scratching their mic? No. no. Okay, go ahead.
2: You want me to run that down again? You said Embiid. Go ahead. I got Embiid, uh-huh. LeBron, uh-huh. Donovan Mitchell, James Harden. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's my short list right now. All right.
0: Well, I think uh, I think when we head to the All Star break, uh, I'll, I'll have a I'll have my list of five candidates. I do think uh, I do think right now, if I had to give you my top guy. I think last week I said it was last week I said LeBron. Uh after last night, it it just M-B, might be M-B. M-B. <laughs> it might
1: yeah. be. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Uh. <laughs> yeah,
0: l- listen, John, don't listen. It bees like that sometimes, man. It be like that. Listen, I I had to endure watching y'all kick our asses up and down the floor on a yearly basis, man. It's your turn to, you know, it's your turn to catch the beatdowns.
2: <laughs> yeah, they was even doing us, they was doing us dirty when D. Rose was out there winning MVP. So... Yep.
1: Oh, don't I know it. Don't I know it. Well, Irv, the problem is... What's up? The problem is we didn't have anybody trash talk before games unlike somebody I knew. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. He he did come from North Carolina I believe his name was Jerry oh Stackhouse. Hold oh up, man. Y'all God. had Joe King man. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Oh no. Oh. Jerry
0: Stackhouse. Don't, br- don't bring that up. Oh, he bringing it up. Go ahead. Go and ahead, John.
1: Stackhouse publicly came out and said, I'm the best North Carolina product ever. Before the game started against the Chicago Bulls, Jordan purposely lit him up. I believe it was 55 points. Man, he look, should. he gave he gave
0: Stackhouse the business that night, man. But why you why you gotta bring up old shit,
2: man? <laughs> <Nah, laughs> there was Nah, it. man. Dang, not... I never liked Stackhouse, so Nah, man. Listen, man, we were we were it's having Stackhouse. a we were having a real good show.
0: The banter <laughs> was going great, and yeah. then you want to go and bring up Jerry Stackhouse, man, or or as you called him scary crackhouse. Like you had to bring that up, man. Oh, that's
2: you what just I had. Thought, to, I, thought, I thought I was the only person they called him the Crackhouse. No
1: no, 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 Earth forgot. I, I nicknamed Jerry Sackhouse Jerry Brickhouse. Oh, because <laughs> that's all that do was throwing up against Mike. Sorry,
0: you know what? You, you know that. what? You know what? Yo, say goodbye <laughs> to the people, man. Let's get the hell out of here, man. Y'all, y'all killing me, man. <laughs> <laughs> No, listen, um, yeah, I don't have anything to add on top of all that. Uh except for uh the community standards people at Facebook can kiss my ass. <laughs> uh, for for Sadell Boyd and Jonathan Eli, I'm Irving Henderson. Thank you once again for listening to the Threes on Fire Podcast. We'll
2: catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Threes on Fire Podcast. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.